Women Up Radio, designed to facilitate women's empowerment, improve your career, develop your talents, incorporate your passions, achieve fulfillment and success. Hello, this is Anna Letitia Cook of Women Up Radio, speaking to the girls on the road about their quest to support women entrepreneurs around the world. Fernanda and Tassiana are visiting 24 countries interviewing women and researching the conditions, business ecosystems, challenges and advantages that exist in each country. Today we're visiting Malaysia. I've never been there but it sounds a fascinating place. Anyway, hi Fernanda and Tassie, how are you today? We are good, how about you Anna? Very well, thank you. So tell me, uh, Malaysia, what's the general vision of business, women in business and women entrepreneurs in Malaysia? Well, um, Malaysia, we, we spent like a, a week or so there. We, we really had a hard time finding women to talk to. Uh, we did speak to some. Uh, they have like a population that is basically majority uh, Muslim, and but also a lot of a vibrant international community. We were able to talk to women and they say, still like they, they have opportunities. They, they see that the government also is trying, trying to increase business in them, but it's not as um, fertile as other countries that we have visited. No. So just to have an, an, like an idea, we went to a, British, a former British club that yeah. there's, to this day, they have a bar inside that is with a plague saying, no women allowed. No and women... Women or children. Yes. Right? yes. And it's not a joke. It's, to this day, it's, it's still like this. So you can have an idea how, they, how much space they have. Well, yeah. and we didn't feel, as Fernanda was saying, we didn't feel the, the environment was that vibrant. I mean, we were interested because Malaysia would be uh, the first majority Muslim country that we would visit. Yes. And it's a fairly open Muslim country. And we, we, we were able to feel that. Yeah. So the, that very positive uh, aspect, of course. But in terms of business, I mean, it's not a, such a big country. It doesn't have that major importance in, in the region, of course. But still, they have, uh, you know, uh, uh, lots of things going on, but not so much in terms of uh, entrepreneurship. So, for example, the, the most interesting uh, entrepreneur that we were able to interview while we were there, she's not a Malay. She's an American. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a very interesting you know, work, and we'll tell you more about it. But as Fernanda mentioned, you have a lot of expats in Malaysia. In, 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 we were in Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. So it kind of reflects, and it doesn't seem that, you know, in entrepreneurship, it's really in their daily lives as we one would expect. Oh, really? That's yeah. surprising, because I thought that it was really buzzing and everyone was starting up businesses and I thought it was good for entrepreneurship and also I didn't realize it was predominantly Muslim I thought there was quite a lot of Buddhist and Christian as well so I obviously I have completely the wrong idea of Malaysia right (laughs) and I think Malaysia is also uh, it's key like it's like a hub in Asia for you know to go to places like international the airport and i think a lot of um corporations have uh offices there yeah. and lots of expatriators but when it comes to you know entrepreneurship and especially women entrepreneurship 
is not at least from what we could see the days we were there uh, it, it wasn't that vibrant yes huh. and they, and they're trying to change that we could you know we could feel from a few a uh, couple of women that we talked to they're really trying to instill a, a different attitude not only towards entrepreneurship but as, as uh, women empower, empowerment as a whole yeah. so well, there's something going on that's some sort of movement but yeah. it's not widespread okay so in that case what does it actually mean to be a woman entrepreneur in malaysia it means that you have to you know go against lots of social barriers they have like the most the majority population are either from muslim background or chinese background yeah. so probably in the chinese um, <clears throat> background you find lots of more women in business because it's more like considered normal um yeah. and in of course with the muslim community they have more restriction based on culture or maybe like the way they are um integrating the community so we did interview one entrepreneur that she's Malay. She has been, you know, her entire career in a very successful career path. Uh, once she reached about like 50 something, she decided that it was time for her to move on and open her own company. It's still in the same business, but, but with like a social um, connotation. So yeah. she did build a company, but instead of having all the profits, you know, go to shareholders and people who work in the company, they paid every, every single employee and they pay well, but then the, the profits are invested in some kind of um, initiatives that uh, will, will be furthering social some social enterprises. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think what was interesting, really interesting regard, regarding this story is because how late, how late, you know, let's put that in perspective, of course, Late in terms, she had a very successful career in a multinational company. And then she decided, you know what? When most people, I would assume, would think, you know what? I'm going to stay home. I'm going to do something. I'm, I don't know. I'm going to travel the world. Then she decided at 50 plus to start <coughs> sorry, her own business. So this is a great role model, I would say, because I think there are so many women that when they reach that age, unfortunately, they think they're, they're kind of done. Like, you know, I'm going to dedicate myself to other activities, but not be, you know, as productive as they used to be, which is, which is a mistake, it, it, which is a pity because you have still so much energy, energy. And she certainly showed that to us. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because as I'm one of the over 50s, um, I think we have far more to offer than any of you younger ones. <laughs> Yeah, that's you have experience, you have lots of connections and you yeah. know different backgrounds. Yeah. No, I know I've uh, in fact I've been doing a series of uh, interviews with women over 50 who want to change their career or who want to set up their own business or want to do something because now they've got all the experience they've they've done what they needed to do for a sort of traditional career and they now want to branch out. Um, so they've got very entrepreneurial ideas, uh, even if they're not entrepreneurs at the moment. So it's interesting that you say that because if it's the, do you think it's the older women in general or do you think she's just a, a special case? Well, to tell you the truth, Anna, <laughs> it's kind of a hard question to answer because we have not, you did not interview as many women entrepreneurs over 50. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they are out there. I'm sure they are. Yeah. But on the other hand, one might think that, you know, they, as, I, as I mentioned before, they are not that much into trying something new at that stage in their lives, which again, is a pity. Yeah. So, uh, of course, we had a chance to interview women in, you know, in their 40s, mid 40s, but very young women, of course, and a few there are that are over 50, 51, 52. The, the oldest entrepreneur that we interviewed, you know, she's 70 years old, which really? is amazing. Yes, it's, she's an artist. Yeah. But she has a very entrepreneurial, that, that was in, in Singapore. Yes. Uh, a very entrepreneurial attitude. And, you know, she, she's full of life. Yes. And it was a great story. But again, she was the only one. Yeah. And I, I'm afraid uh, there are not so many at their age, at, yes. the, at this age, right yeah. there. Yeah, okay. Okay, so coming back to business in Malaysia, what are the main factors in the business ecosystem here? I think in Malaysia, they are, as other countries, the government also is trying to put in place initiatives to help uh, entrepreneurship. There's an institution, like a, it's called like MAGIC, uh, it's like a center for entrepreneurship and creativity and, you know, like global innovation. And the idea behind it is like not only impact local entrepreneur, but also uh, try to attract other people from different cultures, different countries to also try to build like global solutions from Malaysia to the world. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and when we mentioned to you, like we see like, uh, you know, there's the Malay, there's the Chinese background, and then there's like expats. So when we were interviewing, of course, like the Chinese and the expats were very open to talk about the business, talk about what we, they were doing. But yeah. the Malay, they were also, uh, the, the women were open to talk to us like in private. Yes. But once we, you know, uh, turned on the camera, that was like kind of like different. They felt, I don't know if it's a shy or worry about what they're going to say, what impacts that can have on them, on their families, on the community. So we were able to grasp a little bit, but it's not like we, we didn't have the same opportunity as in other countries to go deep in, in, in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Shame, shame, because yeah. um, you need people really opening up to, to get a, a better feel for it, and to help progress. But anyway, so are there any particular challenges or advantages for the women there? Well, challenges, I would say they are the same. And, you know, it's important to mention one initiative that one entrepreneur that we interviewed that I mentioned that she's American and she's been living in, in Malaysia for over a decade. And she started a very interesting business. I mean, she, she works with local culture in terms of, you know, the art crafts and, and fabrics, special fabrics using the local culture the way they used to make fabrics yeah and she uses these artisans you know from cities uh, near uh, Kuala Lumpur but I think the most important part of the, her enterprise that she works with Muslim women trying to empower them economically ah. so yeah we so they are all sewers you know they, yeah. they get the fabric and Annie Blair she's the entrepreneur she designed the collection and these women you know, they put it together, they make it happen. And of course, they earn money, you know, it's, they feel good, they feel yeah. empowered. And we had the chance to go to their uh, atelier. Workshop, yes. 
And it was really, you know, they welcome us. They were really shy at first. They don't speak English. But they are so, you know, willing to share and to show them, to show us their work. And they really say, you know, it's important to have this work because I can take care of my family. I can, of course, follow my, my religious uh, obligations. Yeah. But I feel productive. I feel that I'm earning, you know, and I'm helping at home in more ways than, you know, at first I was supposed to. So this is really important. That was really an empower, empowering and inspiring experience. And Amy Blair is doing the great work there. Oh, that's excellent. That sounds very positive. Yeah. And, okay, I know it's always a difficult question. The soft skills and the hard skills that these entrepreneurs have in common, uh, are they similar to the rest of the world or are they different? Have they had to develop something different? I think in terms of soft skills, uh, they really have to develop this sense of how to be able to go after whatever they wanted to build, but they know that they still they have uh, more pressures than you know the, the average democratic society. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're especially when we're talking about the the Muslim um, community, yeah. Um, just like they, they instead of um, complain with whatever situation they face right now, it's just like let's see and make whatever we can do it. But yeah. as as Anna, it's very hard for us to really uh, talk about you know soft skills, hard skills in Malaysia because we didn't have really the opportunity to go deep in. So also yeah. like to talk to so many people. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think one one thing might stand out. You know, although it was a short experience, but. They seem very open, and that might be, you know, because, as we mentioned, the country receives so many expats. Yes. So they are open. They are open to, to listen and, you know, to participate. That, at least that was the impression that we got from the interactions that we had. And yes. that, that might explain, you know, like why initiatives like Amy Blair is doing with these Muslim uh, women are working so well. Yes. Because they, they could be, you know, live in an insulated uh, way, not having the will to interact with people from other cultures, other countries. So I think this is a very powerful soft skill to yes. be open to yes. the different, to yep. other cultures. So that's, that goes in their favor. Huge, huge. Excellent. Okay. And is there any one key motivational difference that is helpful to other women entrepreneurs or just not enough really to be able to to say i think what we could see from women they are very uh into social good yes. uh, like building business in a way that also have other women other initiatives to also benefit from their endeavors mm-hmm. um not only like the uh uh, the Julia Chong that we talked to and Amy Blair and also uh, a journalist that we interview, they say that in some way uh, women are also trying to help other women to be more independent or be more open about the way they live. 